Okay, so the reason black people call white people honkies is because of the whole Charlie Brown thing. You remember when the teacher would talk, it would just sound like wah, 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 wah. Yeah, that's a honk. That's a honky sound, Sorry. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm your host, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wacker? What's up with you? You know, Wackerly, I'm, uh... I want to ask you a question here. <laughs> you going to wax philosophical? Yeah. I'm, okay, an issue has arisen recently. Concerning me. Oh, good. Because I thought thought this sounded like that whole when your dad is like, we need to talk. No, no, no. It's you. It's not me. It's an issue just completely concerning me. I want your honest opinion as my friend. All right? I don't have to look at your balls or anything, do I? No, it's nothing physical. It's it's about my, my, I guess, my speech pattern. Let me just get, here's the question. Do I, in in your opinion, do I use the word retard excessively yes yes really like okay if to the point where it to the point where it's offensive like let's say yeah yeah for sure your girlfriend had a sister with like no down syndrome or something and would you would you be like not enthusiastic like unenthusiastic about inviting me to her birthday party no i mean i would i would tell you beforehand though don't say retard so much I, don't think I have I'm, a good friend that has a retarded brother, and yeah, I know it bothers her, and I feel bad when I use it. So I don't think I use the word that much that often. You do, I, I all don't the think, time. I do not think I use it that often. <laughs> yes, you do. Maybe I'm just not conscious about it. Okay, here, here's... You aren't, you aren't conscious about it. All right, this is, why, this is why I'm bringing it up. So tomorrow, we have a mutual friend who's involved with this Down Syndrome charity, and they're putting on this event, 20 Wonder. And she wants. She was like her. Didn't you uh, go to this last? I've been to it before. Didn't you go yeah, to last year? I went is this last your year. second time? This is my second time. And her uh, husband Eric's been on the show. And Eric was like, "You got you. You should totally go." But D-, he said he invited me in P Town. He's like, "You should totally go." But uh, you know, D, just try to curb the use of the word retard. You know, it's kind of embarrassing, and I, I don't want to. <laughs> you know, I don't want to make anyone feel awkward. And I was like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" You do say retard all the time. I do not say I do not say I mean, retard. I'll go one further. You actually are amused by retarded people. Okay, they are funny. They're, I, you know, honestly, like, you look at retarded people. I think certain people, like, were put on this earth to, I mean, to amuse others. And That's I, I'm, offensive. I'm not saying it in an offensive way. I'm saying, like... Yeah, you, the whole concept is offensive. You don't have to say it in an offensive way. People look at kittens, and they're like, oh, kittens are so cute. I mean, maybe a okay. Kitten. If you said retarded people were cute, that would be different. But well, that's what I'm saying. Amusing. I find them cute. I find them kind of cute in like an amusing cute. way. Do you, when do you hug them? I would hug one. I'd probably laugh the whole time because it'd be kind of funny, and I'd want you know an Instagram photo. But yeah, so you'd be doing it for the laughs, not because you wanted. I mean, rolls. people want to hug kittens because they're attracted to them. Well, okay, but I imagine like you know maybe an educated kitten. 
well, let's say a kitten that could be educated like a human and be conscious of this. Would they be like, can't. They're dumb as fuck. <laughs> okay, I know. But I'm just saying, like, let's say we transplanted a human's brain into that kitten. I think the kitten... A retarded human brain or a fully functioning... A fully functioning human brain. I think a cat would be like, you know, you're undermining our other abilities because there's a lot more worth to a cat than a, other than just us yeah. purring and being this cute. This is far afield from any real type of analysis, but okay. All I'm saying is... Okay, yes, retarded you you, people. All you're saying is you didn't want an honest answer when you asked me this. You wanted me to just validate your use of the word retard. Because my honest answer is you use the word too much, and you use it in a derogatory manner. And yeah, you find retarded people amusing, and it's offensive. All right. Okay. So, you know, I, I'm thinking... You're like, I'm, Jeff, you don't really want the answer. Well, okay, I'm becoming conscious of it today. Like, I was talking to uh, um, a girl today, and then she, I was like, yeah, you know, I got to go to this... She wants to hang out in the afternoon. I was like, all right. I was like, yeah, but I'm going to be busy because I got to go to this uh, retarded barbecue later. And uh, she was like, and then I wrote back. This isn't, like, you're not specifically talking about the thing tomorrow, which is a benefit for retarded people. You were just calling a barbecue <laughs> that you thought was going to be lame, retarded. Well, no, I, I said to her, I was like, I, I was like, it's actually legitimately a retarded barbecue. It's a benefit for the Down Syndrome Association. Oh. And I thought I was being kind of funny. And she didn't even respond via text. Like, she didn't even laugh about it. I mean, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> I mean, it's not that it wasn't, it wasn't offensive, but it just wasn't that funny. It was kind of funny. I mean, I was just like, hey, I got to go to this retarded barbecue, you know. And, I mean, uh, I'll point out that this 20 Wonder benefit, you know, you're going with P-Town and Eric invited you, but, but the tickets are expensive. <laughs> They're like 100 bucks, right? No, no it's, cheap. it's cheaper. Uh, we got a discount, so it was like 30 bucks. Because I feel like when I went, I had to get two tickets, one for me and my at the time girlfriend. And I think each ticket was a hundred bucks or maybe they were each 50, but you know, that's no small amount of change. And my question is, yeah, but it's for retarded charity. It's like retard charity. It's fine. Down syndrome, down syndrome, charity, people with down syndrome, well, down syndrome association. That's what it goes to. So, you know, it's for a good cause. Quit being a miser. But do you, if you give money to the down syndrome association does that absolve you from uh do you get to throw a couple of retards around that's not throw extra retards the word i'm saying that's what i said to eric i was like i think it absolves me of using drop some r-bombs you know the term i can i can say retard i you know i don't mean it definitely you only get like i don't mean it in like a hate-filled way I don't, do. mean it, yeah, I don't mean do. it. I don't mean it. I'm not trying to do. put down these yes, retarded people. I'm, yes, you are. I mean don't it. Lie, the, don't lie to the audience. It's an endearing term. It it cheapens this whole podcasting experience when you just lie to. Okay, the audience. What, what do you think? I hate retarded people. Like I go out and be like, no, but I think I think you find them. I mean, you would hate to have a retarded child. You would hate to be retarded. You think being retarded is the worst thing? I do not. I don't. I'd, I'd rather have a retard than a fat kid. Oh, I thought you were going to say a faggot. <laughs> no, <laughs> He's digging no, a for yourself. See, there that. you go. You, you use that word a lot. I do use the word you faggot. You use the word faggot so much. Like it's, My it's, problem it's with that word is uh, clearly I don't – I have gay friends. I have lesbian friends. What, so I that means you have carte blanche? You throw around the, the F-bomb? No, what I'm just trying to point out is that I don't think that gay people are any less than straight people. And I don't think – I just – the word is so good. So is the word retard. Not yeah, you're right. But I think faggot is those two G's in the middle and then the T's at the end. It feels so good to say, and the F at the beginning, like fucking faggot. I, th- I think it, it rolls off the tongue perfectly. And like retard, faggot I mean, it can or be retard. Applied to, well, both of them. Like retard can be applied to so many different things. It's not necessarily just a 
Down syndrome kid. The other issue is that we grew, you and I, I don't know if it was like that elsewhere, but growing up in the Midwest, calling things gay and calling people retards... You never called a retard a retard. You called your friend a retard, and you never yeah, called a gay. You didn't even know stupid. any gay. I didn't think I even knew what gay really was. I didn't know about like cocks going into buttholes or anything. But yeah, when your friend was being lame or whatever, you called them gay. Like, hey man, let's go ride bikes around. Oh, I can't. I got to do homework. Like you're gay. Or yeah, or, it, or, it has or, nothing it, to do with homosexuality. It doesn't even have to be a person that was gay. It could be like just you know going yeah. to school was gay. This class you're, you're is gay. Da- like a kid's friend's, you know, your friend's dad comes to pick him up in his, in his lame, I don't know, Mazda Miata. You're like, your dad's car is gay, which yeah. that is kind of talking about the gays because gays love that car. Gays do love Miatas. Yeah, your mom, your mom has a gay car. Yeah. I mean, but, but okay. Or, so like that dinner that your mom, that lunch that your mom made us was gay. I hated it. Well, I was going to like explain like I'm not using the term in a hate-filled manner. You know, I'm not throwing these as like an epithet. I'm just saying, you know, there's a couple of retards around here. And furthermore, you say faggot. Retard is not the preferred nomenclature. Okay, but you say you faggot, say and a gay person would be like, who is fully coherent, will turn around and be like, you are insulting me and my sexual orientation. A retarded that's, person. That's my, that's my defense of using the word. Well, I'm saying you're, you're using a word about people that's derogatory to people that can't even defend themselves. So they I, don't I even you know you're saying it. it. Yeah, they do. Th- they do not. They're Th- this kid can't even tie do. his fucking shoes. Okay, well, There's, whatever. You, you think Corky, who had a hit show and was a star, probably has more money than you. Higher functioning. You don't think he, yeah, but you don't he's, think he takes offense to it? Well, he would because he's higher functioning. I'm saying the well, ones that are severely go. retarded. That's that's when I'm throwing around the word retard. Okay, what about you, a retard? What is a retarded homosexual? <laughs> when I say faggot around him? <laughs> yeah, I wonder what you could say, like fagtard. <laughs> no, okay. You know what? I'm going to go to this thing tomorrow. It is kind of a cool event, and you know, maybe people, you should learn some compassion. I'm going to tomorrow. I'm going to. Be around retarded people, Down syndrome people. You know, what, but what's the correct term? What do you just say? Someone who has Down syndrome? Just that person over there, Johnny. Okay, I'm going. Well, I'm just saying I'm going to be around people who have a Down syndrome, and I'm going to be cool. I'm not going to point. I'm not going to laugh. Anything? Any? Well, any, what if? Because there might be one doing stand up or something. Then you should laugh. <laughs> When I went, they did. Uh, God, there I was like an so. entire band. That everybody in the band had Down syndrome. It was quite amusing. I mean, you, I'm, it was supposed to be amusing. God, You're supposed I to be amused so. by watching them play music. So, see, then I, I won't feel as bad for laughing hysterically and pointing. <laughs> I just got to watch what's myself. The, what's with the pointing? What are you eight years Jews old? point. Jews point. Jews point. You don't have to point. Just use your chin. Just Jews like, point that at everything. There. It's rude. I don't know why. We we just, just use your chin. Genetic. You got a huge chin. I do have like a big me. chin. I, I could so do just that. like you just like you look at the person next to you, and then you point your chin at the stage, and then someone's going to be like, "What's wrong with your head?" And be like, "God, oh, my head's retarded." <laughs> it just keeps going back, just up and down all the time. I got a retard twitch. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, but the, but you know what's funny? The reason, one of the reasons I'm bringing this up, it's one of the guys who's performing. So it's this Twenty Wonders. It really, it's a fun time. It's a good time. Proceeds go to benefit the Down Syndrome Association. If you're in when LA, I went there they had they had like a maze and uh, like a insect petting zoo and a bunch of other shit. Food. Well, I'm saying booze. if you live in LA, you should go check it out. They have the roller derbies going on. It's and a, there's famous people there. I saw I saw Carrie Kenny and uh, like not not even performing, but just hanging out. You're gonna be jealous who's performing tomorrow. 
Who? Matthew Sweet. <laughs> you got to get his autograph on a t-shirt for me. I'm, sick and I'm, I'm probably going to. Yeah, uh, Lucha Vavum's going to be there, the uh, the Mexican wrestling thing. Joel Hodgson's doing something. Oh, yeah, I met Joel Hodgson at the one I went to. Highlight hey, of my life. I'm going to be on my best behavior. I'm definitely not going to get drunk. Because I think if I get drunk, my tongue loosens a bit. Less uh, conscious of me throwing around an accidental R-bomb. So I'm just going to be on my best behavior. I want to be invited next year. And plus, it doesn't uh, Hodgson, it, he puts on the event, right? I believe his nephew his has nephew Down Syndrome. Has Down Syndrome, yeah. So I'm going to try to do that. You know, one thing I'm going to also, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to bring up any sick and wrong topics. I'm not going to talk about this show. I'm not going to talk about murders. I'm not going to talk about, about masturbation. <laughs> not going to be talking about um, porn. Well, you know who likes to masturbate? Retard, well, okay, retarded, Down syndrome people love masturbating or fapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we, there's reasons why they don't have, you know, they have a hard time. They're develop, they're developmentally behind on their social skills, and so they don't understand all the time that you can't just do whatever feels good at any moment. Do you think retards would prefer to masturbate to retard porn? Or do you think they would rather masturbate to normal porn? God, I'm laughing about this. This is bad. I'm not even going to dignify that with a response, <laughs> but it's actually something that retarded people and I have in common. So they well, are. They're just like people just like porn? us. No, we both like to ba- masturbate a lot. How do you know if a kid with Down syndrome wouldn't want to masturbate to a girl with Down syndrome? I don't. So why? Yeah. It, once again, it's a pointless question. Um, but you're you're already discounting that there's porn out there that this kid would prefer, and unfortunately, because we I'm we're discounting not equal that that opportunity. porn even exists. I think it would be illegal to make. <laughs> Did you ever see that movie, Crispin Glover? <clears throat> what was that Crispin Glover movie? No, yeah, what is it? I didn't go with you guys to that thing. Yeah, Crispin Glover did an art film called What Is It? It was basically just a retarded person porn. It's like a Down syndrome porn, and I think there are a couple of people with cerebral palsy. It was disgusting. Um. And then he tried to justify it as being some kind of work of performance art, you know. And then, and then it was funny because we saw it at the premiere. He's a moron. Well, we saw it at the premiere at the uh, SF uh, Castro Theater, and like all these liberals were just up in arms, like asking, "You're exploiting retarded people. Have you no shame?" And like he was like, "These their parents signed a waiver." <laughs> it was, Isn't it was he a rabid anti-Semite? Yeah, no, he's a Nazi too. I heard that from somebody. So anyway, I was trying to make this segue here, Wackley, but fuck the segue. We're going to talk about um, online pornography. I read an interesting article on Slate the other day. Um, this guy, you ever read that column? Uh, Troy Patterson's column. Just writes a column where people write in questions. Kind of, it's, not, it's specifically advice for men. Yeah, it's, it's not like, bad. I, it's usually it's usually pretty boring. To be honest, he's kind of a. A bit of a pompous intellectual and like his responses, like his language is so flowery that you're just kind of like, you know what? I could just skim through this just to get to the salient points. I think his, I think his purpose in it is he's trying to do like a men's advice column that isn't uh, laddish or overly geared towards it's like, like an, it, I'm a mechanic in the, you know, the Midwest. He's like, I'm a coastal, you know, urban elite journalist. Um, I'm trying not to be too pompous, but you know, here's like how I figured out how to be uh, a respectable dude. I like it though. I think, I think it's an entertaining column. I think his advice is sound, Um, but also he's a black. Oh yeah. He's a black guy too. (laughs) Um, So uh, this, this recent article here, this recent column, some guy wrote in, 
Say so he's 27 years old. I found, I found this to be kind of interesting because you know, this I'm, is the first one. This is the first headline of the column that really grabbed my attention in a while. And was like, oh, I got to read that. Yeah. It's a, should a gentleman stop masturbating to online porn? I saw that and I was like, well, I got to read and this. And I was like, of course not. <laughs> like, are you out of your fucking mind? But I didn't. And he goes into more detail once you open the article up about why he's considering stopping masturbating, which is actually quite interesting. Well, so it's a kid. What prompted is the question from this, uh, this 27 year old. He says, I belong to a transitional generation, millennials of men who were first exposed to the internet right at puberty. Because my parents did not understand the internet, I quickly discovered the digital land of lusty ladies. And as I got older, masturbating to porn became a daily routine with more variety and preloading of additional tabs, which this guy's kind of a professional here. Do you ever use tabs when you masturbate? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> it's pretty fucking hardcore, dude. I don't usually use tabs. So when you have like know. four videos going on at once, so you could just tab really back and discuss, forth. I don't really want to discuss it here. Wackily busts out is like, do you have like a foot foot mouse that you could just use on your? <laughs> <laughs> no, but that would be useful. <laughs> anyway, he brings up an interesting point because I was thinking about this. Like, so we're young. I don't want to go off on like back in my day, but in yesteryear. You know, we didn't we didn't have back the luxury. Back in my day, we didn't have the luxury of the internet. But do you think if your parents, like, if you're growing up now, do you think your parents would have used Net Nanny? Do you think your parents would have controlled it? Or you mean if I was sites? like 12 right now? If you're 14 right now, because this guy's this guy makes a point. It's very transitional. Like, if I was 14 now, and my parents were maybe like late 30s or something. They're probably early forties, probably early forties. I feel like they would understand the internet, and that yeah, they would be able to put some kind of portal on it, or even have the computer just locked up in an office and say like, you know, you can use the internet when, uh, you know, when it's appropriate and when we're wa- monitoring you. But but like five years ago or ten years ago, probably not. Like parents didn't get it; they didn't understand their kid could just go on the internet and find whatever the hell they wanted, goatsy and all that shit. I mean, honestly, my parents are so oblivious to everything anyway. I don't think they even now would even be concerned with it. But back then. But then there's also, before you move on, then there's also the parent who's like, yeah, my kid's 14. He's going to be masturbating. And yeah, he can get on. I don't care if he sees porn on the internet. But I mean, that's that's the thing, though. The ever more variety of porn. And and that's what I don't know what I don't know what what my position would be there. Well, well, I'm going to get to that in a second. But I remember. when I first, uh, you know, when the internet was first coming around, like, what was that? Like, mid-90s? Is that when people started getting AOL? Sure. I think my parents, I think my my dad got it in, like, 95, maybe, 96. And I remember being home from college, and, yeah, totally. I mean, it, back then, you had to jerk off, and it took, like, fucking, you know, a minute for the picture to load. There's no videos. <laughs> I remember printing out the picture once <laughs> on a printer and taking it somewhere else. I just remember jacking a off private in private place. Like I remember coming home and like jacking off, you know, at like you know, at, he was sleeping or whatever, and it was like late at night, and I was just in his office, just fucking jacking off, like, waiting for the picture to load. But then afterwards, I just because the internet was so novel then and new, I remember going into the internet, the Yahoo chat rooms, and just well, not even sex chat rooms. I was going into any chat rooms and just being a dick, like just. Going into like the knitting chat room, be like, how long would it take to knit a, a, a blanket for my scrotum? Like just saying stupid shit. Right. And like, you know, you're just fucking. You're the original troll is what you're saying. 
I was trolling. I mean, back then I didn't even know that was a term, but yeah, I just remember doing that. Like I was so stoned. I did probably three hours, just pissed all these people off. So they kicked me out of the room and all this stuff. Next yeah. morning I woke up at like one o'clock. David, why can I not log on to the Yahoo chat rooms anymore? Well, I woke well, up sorry, at like, Dad, I, got kicked off for at like I woke up at like one in the afternoon. I come out and my dad's like, David, come here. This is the most interesting thing. And I was like, what? He's like, look at all these, these messages and these emails. And I was like, oh, wow. And I opened it up and it was just like all these people being like, you're a fucking pig. You should. He's like, they're so, he's like, they're so mean. And there's so much cursing. He's like, why would <laughs> they send this? get it though. No, he's like, why would they send this to me? I was like, you know, dad. The internet's a, a scary place. It's a new <laughs> frontier. You never know how these... He's like, how did they find me? I was like, I don't know. They, they'll find me. It's probably me. something you did, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like... But I mean, it was funny because there were like 80 emails. I didn't even think that they had my email address. But they right. like emailed just some just harsh, horrible things. My, my so dad even, was shocked. Even at, the time, even at the time, you were a little bit net naive. Well, yeah, I didn't. I mean, I didn't. It was so new to me. But my dad had never done email even before. So my dad was just like surprised that all of a sudden in his inbox, he had like 130 messages. And they're all just oh, like. Oh, goody. Correspondence. <laughs> oh, no, this is not good at all. And like, plus he, because it said he was, you know, a Jewish and it was related. It was like all these horrible, like anti-Semitic remarks. And my dad was yeah, just. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. Oh, he was horrified. I mean, he didn't even want to go back on the internet. He was going to cancel it. And I was like, no, you don't need to cancel it. Don't go that far. <laughs> but anyway, but that's the thing. It's like back then, you know, back then it's like we. We were, you know, we weren't used to even jacking off to that kind of thing. So, like I said, I was so used to jacking off to magazines that it, it, multiple times I know I downloaded a picture, then printed it out, and then like kept it in my sock drawer or, or something. And I'm talking about like when I'm in grad school at this point. <laughs> what? Did you, I mean, the internet was kind of was faster then. I mean, did they have like cable internet by grad school? It wasn't that fast. So maybe. The- but the, I didn't have internet at home. So, yeah, if you really want to know, I think I, I downloaded porn in the grad student office, printed it out late at night, and then took it back to my apartment and jacked off to it. Pervert. There you go. You fucking got it up. <laughs> Are you happy now? Why would you just go to 7-Eleven and buy a fucking Hustler or a Wii? Because I didn't have any money because I was a grad student. This was free. You just panhandle a little bit. <laughs> Try to make some money for porn. You know what, what? What's an even better question? It's why don't I just go meet a girl? <laughs> yeah, actually, why don't I just meet a girl? <laughs> I mean, I was like twenty-three. Didn't you go to a lesbian college though? A uh, very near one, pretty much. So anyway, this 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 uh, the guy that wrote the letter here. He says, when the time came for the real thing with my girlfriend, it was so different from porn that I couldn't have an orgasm. Later in time, we were able to have good sex. But when we broke up, I went back to the porn, and it got worse. He says now he finds himself unable to have casual sex and experience arousal, arousal issues at all without porn. And apparently, this is not an uncommon issue. And there are many communities online springing up for men to help each other. He undertook the no-fap challenge, and he hasn't masturbated in two months. So the, he's writing the caller to, or the, the guy writing the letter or the guy responding, the guy writing the letter. And so he's writing to the um, advice columnist and he's saying, what's your opinion on the accessibility of porn online and the effect it's having on modern men? And the guy's name is fat free. So it's, it's interesting to me because I, I was reading this and I was thinking, 
yeah, what is the effect that porn's going to have on this, the millennials and succeeding generations? Because, you know, I couldn't imagine being a kid and just it's that's so what I masturbate porn. to. I mean, dude, I mean, could you imagine your first, like my first porn experience, the first porn I think I ever saw was like a Debbie Does Dallas or Marilyn Chambers movie or something. You're not, you're talking about beyond magazines. You're talking about video. Porn. Yeah. The first video porn that I ever saw was like, I think it was a Debbie does Dallas. I think that's was one of those. And uh, <laughs> it's like, you're asking me and you're, it's like, I care. It was an yeah, old porn. It was an old, an old seventies porn anyway. <laughs> yeah. But, but that, that porn is so mundane compared to like, could you imagine the first it's pretty hardcore dude? Yeah. But could you imagine the first porn experience you have is Sasha gray taking two black cocks in her ass at once. Yeah. And it's then, more extreme. So that's the porn you grow up jacking off to. You can jack off to anything you want. You go to UJIS. I don't. I don't. I actually don't think that the problem is that you know com- you compare a Sasha Gray anal festival porn to Debbie Does Dallas, and that like Debbie Does Dallas was so mundane and tame. Because I don't think it was that much more tame. What I think is crazy is that you you know you had this one viewing experience of debbie does dallas or whatever the hell it was and you know you thought about it for months <laughs> bang, whereas bang. A, yeah whereas a kid today you, you have the sasha gray video and then there's thousands of other videos that are also immediately accessible at any time you want yeah you but, can find anything you need i mean i just i couldn't imagine the abundance of it it's not that it's that much more uh, graphic yeah, but I couldn't imagine how it's going to warp your idea of sexuality. I mean, what's going to get you off? Like, what what is going to get these? Well, these... Th- those are. I think those are two different issues. Do, and I think they're both valid issues. First of all, does does it warp your ideas of sexuality? Because you know, do you do, do kids they expect a girl on the first date, or you know, if you start seriously dating, like, well, you're going to do anal, right? Or, or ass to mouth or like, well, I don't know, whatever. Or like, if I bring Bisexual my friend over, we, yeah, can, yeah. we can like double team you. Right. And if you don't, you're a prude. <clears throat> That's one issue. And then what was the second one? Well, the if other- it, now does it physically, does it affect? So that's sort of the mental and moral, like what, what's the norm now? And then the other one is, is the physical. Like, are you now able to get off with just a normal girl having normal? That's the thing. It's like after masturbating from the ages of 13 to whatever, 17 or 18 before you actually lose your virginity and you masturbate yeah. to like some of the most wild, unimaginable sex acts out there. And it's just an endless variety of porn. Just seeing a girl's vagina. Is that going to do it for you? Cause back in, back in our day, and yesteryear, when we had that one tattered copy of Hustler that we found in the woods that you jacked off to for, what, every – you jacked off to that thing for like a year until the pages I, I'll, deteriorated. I'll, 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 I'll put an even more embarrassing factoid out there or whatever, reminiscence. Even in college, like living with like in a house with like four dudes, there was still like a single Playboy magazine that would circulate throughout the house <laughs> – it just, you know, everybody would jack off using that one magazine. It's kind of gross. You know, I had my stash of porn at that time. Mm. I'm just saying. You know, I remember. Whereas now uh, that would be unheard of because everybody has a laptop and there's Wi-Fi in the house. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you just, you, you know, log on, jack off. But I remember back then I had a friend uh, who had an obese father and he couldn't get down in the basement. It's my friend Judd. <laughs> His dad was like, we called him Big M. His dad, it weighed like 600 pounds. He's fucking nice. huge. 
But yeah. big. He didn't actually ha- walk though. He just couldn't get down in the basement. That's amazing. He was bedridden, like I think the last oh. year of his life. But okay. he could. No, he was. You know what was amazing about the man? Not to digress too much, but he would drink a six pack, open three beers, and from the corner, and just like drink all three at once. It's huge. That is amazing. Oh, he's a huge man. But they uh, sort of and, cascaded into each other. Yeah, well, yeah, they just kind of pour in his mouth, and he'd just be like, Bruh. and like you'd hear him when he'd call my friend Judd because we'd be at Judd's house in the basement. We always hung out there because we could smoke weed in the basement because Big M yeah, couldn't get couldn't down get the down fucking there. stairs, and he would steal his dad's porn. His dad had just a ton of porn, so back then, like I would get like he'd be like, "Yeah, you want some videos?" and I would just take like three M's videos. Hmm. So that's that's pretty much what I had when I was. That was probably like sophomore year of high school. But it revolutionized jacking off for me. But even then, so we jacked off, I jacked off to the same three videos for like fucking two years or three years, memorized every single scene in those videos. But these kids now are, you know, you got fucking Sasha Gray fucking clips online. You got fucking, you know, Bukaki videos. You got anything you want to see. I, I just wonder, I mean, the porn, the, anal- the porn of the analog era that we grew up jacking off to, I don't think... I don't think it's sufficient enough to get off kids, to get kids off these days. Which well, ma- if they didn't have anything else, when you're that age, you'll jack off to anything. Well, it just makes me, it makes me wonder what's going to happen. Because, you know, the, people say that uh, modern pornography, the gonzo porn style that's out today, like the cornerstone is the degradation of women. And so it kind of goes with your point. So it's like if a girl's not willing to do an ass-to-mouth scene, do you think they expect that, you know, right when they start fucking? I actually hate that kind of porn. I think, I think it's gross. But I where mean, the girl, you know where the girl's like, like, both the guy and the girl are just so aggro, and you, it's so fake, where she's like, yeah, yeah, shove it down my throat, I'm going to choke on it. It's like, I can't, that, I'm not getting off to that. <laughs> but it makes me wonder, like, uh, you know, this is like two years ago. I think I told you about this girl. It was like two years ago. I had sex with a girl that was like 22. It was three years right. ago. Maybe All right, Mister Brags a lot. I'm, I'm, I'm not. On to maybe the story. It, was, it was before I moved to LA, but it was point it's, being, she was a millennial. She was young. I'm not trying to brag, and she wasn't that hot, but whatever. She was young. Anyway, we were having sex, and I remember, like at the end, she like insisted, like I blow in her face, and I remember being like. Totally surprised. I'm like, yeah, for sure. You know, that's amazing. Because that never happens with girls our age. Maybe once a year. I I know. I do. Okay. I think there are some girls who do like it. Like, they like it rough. They like the guy to choke them. Yeah, they like to be, you know, come all over their face. I tend to think that, you know, you're talking about, and and obviously it's commonly said that that kind of porn is, is, you know, men degrading women. But I think women who are into that uh, have problems with men. Well, possibly. I mean, they don't trust them, or they they sort of come into the relationship thinking that you're this like aggressive asshole. So they they sort of want you to display it. And that's what they're attracted to. But like, I don't want a girl that I'm in sort of a serious relationship thinking that I'm an aggressive asshole. That's not. Really I mean, cool. I was I was just stunned because I think most girls relatively close to our age would not be down with this. But I'm what I'm implying. This girl also grew up watching hardcore pornography, so she yeah. thinks it's normal. And right. she's, you know, relatively sexually unex- inexperienced. So she must so have she's been... trying to imitate what she's seen in porn because she hasn't figured it out for herself. So that's what I wonder what's, if that's what's going on with uh, the millennials today. I'm sure. It, I mean, all these issues intertwine with each other too, right? So is that necessarily a bad thing? Is it a bad thing that these kids can uh, watch the entire wide world of porn at the age of 14? It's not good. <laughs> I can't say that it's good. Can you? 
Do you think this girl's going I'm to not have clutching a... my I'm not clutching my pearls, but it can't be good. But I mean, at the same time, it's like you're not, you know, you're not, you're not developing a nation of prudish people that are intimidated by sex. And so there's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad with it. Yeah, well, that, that's okay. what I'm, I'm saying. It's like, you know, there, there were a lot of girls, even in college that we would hook up with that were just sort of so timid. And so it just didn't had such little sexual experience, didn't even masturbate. Whereas girls, it seems like this, you know, like this 22 year old girl was like, like, obviously she'd grown up watching porn. Yeah. I, I think it breaks down boundaries. I don't know whether or not it's healthy. I mean, there's so much teen pregnancy, though. Does do boundaries really need to be broken down at this point? I just wonder, like, what these well, kids. Okay, yeah, it, I want to go back to that. I want to go back to the liter- the direct item in the question that was written to this uh, advice column. This guy can't come with a real woman because he's he says he watches so much porn. I mean, yeah. that to me is it's not just the porn, dude. There's something wrong because to me, I mean, a real vagina, it's so it's totally it's miles and away a more stimulating experience of getting to play with one in and around one than watching, you know, the dirtiest whatever sensation. Yeah. The dirtiest whatever kind of porn you can find. It's just it's like, what can I even see? You know, it's like Atari 2600 graphics versus the PS4. To be a super nerd about it. I guess it. it depends on the vagina you're having sex with, but yeah. Not really. <laughs> I mean, there's smells. There's no smell through the internet. They're, like, the girl is reacting to you. That You know, that's the not overall the experience. Unless you have that fuck robot thing. But it's, so overall, much, it's so much yeah. different and better that if you can't, like, if your penis can't figure out that, like, oh, my God, this is, like... You know, this is, and if you're 27, you're probably, if you're 27 and you can't come, if you're 27, your problem should be premature ejaculation. Like if, if you're 27 and you're, you're not getting it up and you, when you do get it up, you can't come because it's not porn. It's not just that you've watched a lot of porn. There's something else going on. Well, that, that's what I wonder if, if that lends any credence to these no fap movements, the, the stop masturbating for two months and then all of a sudden your testosterone levels increase and you'll be able to attract a mate and perform optimally in in bed like these do you guys believe, do you these guys that? are so deluded i mean no they what happens when you don't masturbate yeah yeah the next time you get a chance to masturbate you're going to come really quickly be that you actually finally do look at a porn or you finally get a girl it's not that their testosterone is boosting and they're becoming superman and women are like you know it, they're irresistible to women it's that when you're masturbating and you go out to the bar and you look at all these, you know, there's five available girls, single girls at the singles bar. And you're like, oh, I'm not really into any of these ones. Maybe that fourth one. Oh, she just left. But every day you don't beat off. You go back to that same bar, same five girls are equivalent. You're just you start saying, it. well, yeah. maybe like two of those are pretty good. And then after you have a meet off for like four days, you know, like the, the minger amongst the group looks pretty good. Who's the last one there. And you're the last one there. Yeah. You're, so your standards are lowering, which is a good thing. Everybody's fucking standards are too high. Well, I think though, I think one of the, the potential harms of not masturbating for that long, I don't think it's healthy to walk around with a loaded gun. You know, seriously though, dude, these guys that don't... I think that's how biology really works. No, but okay, but these guys that don't masturbate for like four or five days, they're high strung, they're nervous wreck, they're anxiety ridden, they're the type of guys that are going to do a Virginia Tech massacre. Or Or they'll probably just go fuck a yellow couch in the alley. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> right. <laughs> but I don't. It's not like your balls like keep inflating because you haven't beat off, and like after a couple weeks, you have like you're walking around on a beanbag. I guess that, that's what I was saying. But it just can't be healthy though to masturbate every day to porn and then expect that a. I don't it, think it's unhealthy. I don't think it's unhealthy, but if you masturbate constantly, like four day, four times a day, yeah, if it's keeping porn, you from doing other things, yeah, how can you have a sexual relationship with a woman? I think you, you need to achieve a healthy balance. I mean, you're not, you're not going to be. You gotta, as into low, it. you gotta lower your standards. Don't look at too much porn. You know, everything in moderation. Don't look at too much porn. Don't expect you know civilian women to act like professional porn stars. And why would you really? I mean, do you really want? your everyday sex life to be some lady screaming at the top of her lungs about how she wants you to like beat her about the head and neck and just, you know, rip her colon apart. No, <laughs> I do just wonder what's going to, uh, excite these kids, you know, 20 years from now. Do you think they're going to have like this reversion back to the old school days of porn where they're, they're going to look at a Victoria's secret catalog and that's what they're going to use to jack off. Or do you think no. it's just going to be even weirder? No, they'll, they'll be, I mean, they'll be like retro style. I think, you know, the stuff, this whole shit, totally shaved women thing will go away soon, in my opinion. Yeah, but do you think like the big hairy bushes again, you're going to get the, obviously we've already been through the, where like, you know, big fake tits were popular and now it's kind of like embarrassing. I think for these older porn stars who have the big fake tits, but I'm wondering though, with like the DP scenes and, and things like that, like how many more cocks can they shove in an asshole? Like, I just wonder what else they're going to do to make porn that much more degrading. (laughs) That's that's Jeffrey. You know, I mean, it's, I I just wonder what's the future. It's pretty much top degrading now, right? I mean, when women are are specialized in things like prolapsing their own anus, I mean, how much, how much worse can you get and still not, and not be a snuff film? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like these kids that grow up and watching this porn, they're going to want more. They're going to have to take it to the next level. So I think, uh. Porn's going to evolve. But every, ki- every kid is discovering it for the first time, you know, because they're young. So maybe not. But anyway, uh, these no fat movements, I don't think that really, I don't think that's going to solve anything. I'd it's try like, it for a week. I think, I think this guy, if it was, if, th- if this guy was calling sick and wrong with this question, I would say, hey, dude, you know what? Maybe take a break for a couple days. You know, also, do, achieve I mean, some do, you moderation. Have a, do you have a girlfriend when you're doing the nofap thing? Because that's totally different. If you have a girlfriend, you, your masturbation schedule should be diminished. Masturbation be becomes like a special occasion for me when I have a girlfriend. It's like, oh, wow, she's not around. <laughs> you put the candles off. <laughs> yeah, you know, and it's just like I'll put some air supply on and I'll just be like, it's been a while. It's been a while. But I mean, it's, yeah, when you have a girlfriend, it's not like you're, why would you need to masturbate? Then, then there's an issue with your relationship. Um, this is episode 388. Is it 388? No, it's episode 389. Episode 389 here of Sick and Wrong. We're coming close to that episode 392. What's going to happen? I don't know. No one knows. Everybody has Um, to stop jacking off after that episode. Yeah, it might might be. This this might be the end of jacking off, episode 392. I don't know. A lot of people enjoyed last week's episode 388 with John Steele. Always love catching up with Steele. Such a I such a weird dude. That was an extra dude. entertaining steel interview. He was uh, very candid. Oh, he's great. You know, I really I've been pushing on him. And you know, fans actually, you should you should write to Steel. I want him to do a podcast. I want him to do like a ten minute rant. He can. I'll That's record it. I'll produce it. We'll put it on the sick and wrong feed. Would that be great? Yeah, he, I don't know why he doesn't. He likes to rant on Facebook. So yeah. So instead of doing it on Facebook, we can just do a live audio rant. I don't know. People people he try to be like encourage me, him to do it. It might be hard for him to. Just talk solo because he's you know he's reacting to the interview. 
It could be that. I don't know. He, he's, he's great, though. Very uh, unique personality, that steel. Uh, people, you know the way the show works. Wackley and I present the most disturbing news items of the week. You can send them into SignalRongPodcast.com, uh, submit them via Facebook, via the Twitters. Uh, we got some good stories this week for episode 389. Uh, before we get to our first story, uh, why don't you go check out our sponsor, adamneed.com. Buy yourself some dildos. Get some adult novelties. What did, uh, Everything tra- we said about holding off on masturbating. Yeah, that. <laughs> that was like two minutes ago. Who cares about yeah. that? Just masturbate with dildos and butt plugs. Go to adamneed.com. Here's a word from our sponsor. Spice to your sex life? Go to adamandeve.com. You'll get 50% off your purchase, free shipping, two adult DVDs, and a product so sensual, we can't even mention it on this podcast. No, no. Just type the coupon code DIDDLE upon checkout. So the first story we got here came in from Richard in Somerset. She says it's the home of real cider. Really? Is that where cider comes from? I guess. I, I didn't Which know one? that. Strongbow. Uh, yeah, There's I don't a couple know. other ones, right? There's a bunch of American ones I know, but this person's talking about an English one. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's a apple cider. Like, what was it? Like, uh, what, what is I'm that cider? About hard cider. Yeah, hard cider. That's what he's talking about. Never liked that stuff. Too sweet. I can have one or two. He writes, and you thought UK football violence was bad. Dean Lance, I'm still catching up on episodes. So I don't know if you guys are still going past number 392. No one knows that, Richard. But just in case, here's a story I thought you might like. Keep on going, please. Uh, My wife shuts up to listen to you when we're in the car together. If you're not on, then I have to put up with her rabbiting on about the price of shoes or something like that. Please, this guy's never listened to a word his wife says. He's like, please never stop. (laughs) (laughs) Price of shoes. So, Wackerly, I don't know if we... I kind of feel bad here. I kind of feel some sympathy for this guy. If we stop recording podcasts, like if we don't do episode 393... This guy's going to actually have to have a conversation with his wife. There's 400 episodes. Just loop back to number one. You'll never have to walk, talk to your wife again. It's not like you're going to remember what we talked about. But maybe she's going to complain because she's like, oh, you've already played this one three times. <laughs> <laughs> she's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, Richard. I guess we're going to keep going just for you, man. We want to save that marriage. We'll just call his mobile phone. <laughs> just talk <laughs> through like, okay, where are you driving? All right. Well, the other day... What's going on, man? Shit, and uh, they'll just keep his wife quiet. Yeah, we'll we'll just we'll we'll fill their marriage up with shit stories. That's pretty much all we're good for. (laughs) We're gonna Um, require payment. It's not gonna be free anymore, but it's probably worth a lot to this guy. You know, throw us a few quid. Yeah. Um, But a lot of people sent this story, and it's a great story. It's uh, I don't think it's that uncommon 
in uh, the area where it occurred. But soccer referee beheaded after stabbing player to death in Brazil. Oh, Brazil. Now, I've never been a big fan of soccer, football, but I would love to see a show like this. If, if you armed those guys with machetes and knives, wouldn't that, that would be such a great sport to watch. Instead of just some, well, yeah, it's like the Incan type of a, you know, blood sport. Yeah, instead of just a couple fairies running around, kicking a ball around, and then crying and rolling about on the floor <laughs> and acting like they really got hurt to get penalty kicks. I feel like some hooligans are going to find you and beat you up, though. I don't know. I just looks like pen, sorry. looks like Euro faggotry to me, that sport. Anyway, um, this is great, though. It, and, like, it, literally, like, you always hear about soccer hooligans in Ireland and England. Dude, I don't think their level of hooliganism even comes close to this. And this is insane. Isn't Brazil the fourth largest economy in the world right now? Yeah, but the poverty level there is... Well, yeah, it's only like two guys making all the money. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's terrible. Did you ever, what was that movie, City of God? Did you ever see that? No, I keep meaning to. and Everybody describes it as being great, but I still haven't. Uh, it's a great so movie. It. But, they, but they, The favelas, The right? favelas, favelas, which is favelas. Like, yeah, which is where the, uh, this, the poor people live. But it's great in that movie. You see like these eight-year-olds walking around with like three guns and a machete, and they're like, already dealing coke at the age of eight. And they're like, bouncing a soccer ball off their head. Yeah, it's, it's a great movie. So uh, angry spectators at the soccer match turned unimaginably violent, running onto a soccer field in Brazil and stoning to death and dismembering a referee who had stabbed a player to death during an altercation. Yeah, I mean, you make it sound like it's the fans' fault, but the ref stabbed the player. That's what precipitated this, right? Yeah, but I mean, couldn't the police have gotten involved here? <laughs> he just stabbed the player. Come on. You know, they take soccer seriously in Europe, but in, like, Latin America, it's like a lifestyle there. Well, it's your only way out of, out of the favela. Yeah, I mean, it's a, they, I mean it's, they, they take it very seriously. So I imagine what happens, like, this referee well, pulled a red card or something. The guy got in his face, probably attacked him. Next thing you know, they're all armed. You know, he probably uh, he pulled out his knife, stabbed the guy. How do you run around in those little soccer shorts and, be, and you have, like, knives and shit? Is it strapped to your leg? Yeah, I wonder if they have, like, that Scottish kind of, that, like, don't they have that, like, shin sheath or something? <laughs> I don't know. What, what, don't they carry their dirks, like, on their shins? <laughs> their dirks. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I want to hear more descriptions. Of the dirk? <laughs> Just anything you can think of. Shillelagh? What about that? <laughs> well, they don't wear underwear in Scotland, all right? They got right, skirts on. let's get back on. to the soccer now. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so the public safety department... And uh, in Brazil here, uh, said in a statement that when referee Otavio da Silva expelled Jose dos Santos Abreu, um, whose age is listed as either 30 or 31. No one really knows how old he is. Uh, it's a close call. They don't keep records of that in Brazil. Um, he was ejected from a game. The two men started fighting. Silva, who's only age 20, pulled out a knife and stabbed Abreu, who died as he was being taken to the hospital. So I don't know. Is there no respect for the referee or is it no respect for the players? Well, nobody respects the referee. Come on. It's like any sport. What were the players in this, in, this, in this instance? I mean, the guy pulls out a knife. What kind of referee is carrying a knife? The best referee in sports is the, uh, the baseball umpire. Because he's always well, he's a big, right. fat old guy who smokes cigars. And he doesn't have to move around. He just stands in one spot. But that spot is a very dangerous spot. I mean, the ball is coming at you 90 miles an hour, and if the catcher miss, hit, misses it, it'll hit you right in the balls. 
Or you got a guy running, trying to steal the home base and running right into you. Sure, there's that too. I think usually they sort of back off from the plate at that point, but yeah, that's that's a concern. And you got to squat down like you're taking a shit. Those guys have, you know, they're the best old sort of grouchy storyteller guys. I like that one guy that plays for uh, the Giants, uh, San Francisco Giants, Buster Posey. It's such a good like catcher him? name. No, it's such a good Please. name for a catcher. You can oh. tell that guy's probably going to be one of those old dudes. Like, yeah, I used to be a catcher for the Giants. We won a lot of pennants. <laughs> Do you know what he looks like or anything about him other than no. his name? And he's the catcher. I don't even know anything about it. <laughs> he's like the MVP of the league for a couple. Oh, is he good? Yeah, he's really good. I he's a good hitter too, baseball. but he also he looks like a total twink. I hate baseball. <laughs> he looks like a total twink. So to imagine him being an old guy with a gruff voice is quite a stretch. Although I'm sure he will be. The one thing I like about baseball, even though I, I can't stand watching the sport, I find it just uh, like yeah. overwhelmingly boring. Now, when people say they hate baseball, boring. when people say they hate baseball, you you know a lot about that person. So I like it when people say that. Anyway, the one thing I do like about <laughs> baseball, though, is when I do see it on ESPN or whatever. Is yeah. there, I just love watching the fat asses play that sport. You could be a fat piece of shit and play yeah. baseball. Doesn't even matter. You could be a first baseman and you can weigh like you just have a big gut, and it doesn't matter really. Well, those guys usually flame out pretty quickly. Look at that. What was his? The, the, the Pablo, Pablo Sandoval. Pablo the Sandoval. Yeah. Yeah, but he's, he's doing terrible, ass. and they they're trying to get him to lose weight. What about Cecil Fielder's? Cecil kid? Fielder's son. I think he still is pretty good. He plays for the Detroit Tigers. Prince Fielder. Yeah, you can't tell me Prince Fielder is in optimal condition. He's a big, pi- big fat he's pig. Fat as, he's fat as fuck, but he's <laughs> he's a professional athlete, and I'm not. Yeah, okay, because he can hit the ball pretty hard. He can probably bench more than me. Yeah, I, I, I bet I could you. Probably, I could probably outrun him distance-wise, but I'm not even so sure I could out-sprint him. I don't know. I probably could. <laughs> he's, he's definitely a fat fuck. But I just love that in baseball, you can be a big fat ass and still play professionally. Whereas, I mean, you can also be old, which is also funny. You know, like the oldest players sometimes are like 44. Yeah. I mean, yeah. they uh, Some of them, who's that one pitcher that retired at the age of like 45? I can't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Anyway, an let, let's get back into it. So um, the referee here stabbed the player after they were fighting. Friends and relatives of the stabbed player rushed onto the field. They stoned the referee to death, Middle Eastern style. And uh, quartered his body, English style. <laughs> <laughs> do they have horses, or do they just pull, like tie up the fullbacks to uh, his limbs and pull? No, they chopped De Silver's body into quarters. Oh, and then English, they, uh, English style quartering is you tie w- each of the limbs to a different horse, and, and then, then just get, get whacked on the ass. Yeah. You, they get pulled apart. They, this is Brazilian style quartering, yeah. but they they chopped him up into quarters. Then they impaled his head on a stake in the middle of the field. I guess the whole scene's on. You can watch the whole thing. There's a video of it. You, yeah, you see that? that? It's kind of hard to tell, but although uh, I do want to, I mean, was anybody like, "Hey, hey, uh, I think we're going a little too far here"? <laughs> no, I think they're all into it. I mean, this is like mob justice. Mob you, they, they do a lot of mob justice down there. Uh, one suspect, uh, Luis uh, Souza, here is under arrest with his police. They're seeking two others. Um, authorities are still searching for more people. There's reports of witnesses have indicated that some people that were in place at the time of the fact, um, a lot of other people ended up just leaving the scene, and uh, they'll never be able to actually hold any hold any of them accountable because there's just too many people that took part in this. 
Uh, but the, but Which is why the mob mentality thing works so well. But what's interesting is the timing of this horrific murder. Um, the incident comes as Brazilian, Brazilian officials are preparing for the World Cup in less than a year and the Olympics in 2016. Yeah, and a bunch of the... Probably, I think the poor people who live in the favelas are totally into the World Cup coming there, right? Because they love sports and soccer. Poor people like that stuff. It's like the only highlight of their life sometimes. But a lot of the poverty advocates are really mad about the country paying all this money to bring the World Cup there. So they're or, or the Olympics, it. yeah, because they could put the money into these uh, into the, the slums. Yeah, the slums. Yeah, make, the sl- make it a little bit of a nicer slum. <laughs> But, but would you be a little bit nervous as a soccer player if it's like, okay, so this is how you treat the referees. Oh, well, all the referees have knives. Was this a sanctioned game in some sort of league, organized league, or was it just sort of a bunch of people getting together? I think this was, this was a sanctioned game, but this is a rural town. It's the state of Marin Howell. Okay. I don't even know. Because usually I'm if it's just a bunch of people right. getting together, there's not necessarily a ref. Sometimes there will be, but... This is probably like a... You know, like a provincial league or something. Yeah, I think. I, gotta, right. I don't think this is. I don't think this. I don't know if the Brazilian referees all carry knives in the World Cup level games. I think everybody it'll, it'll, in the provincial towns probably carry knives down there. I, I definitely think there will be some violence, so I'll, I'll have to be watching that. But you know, I, I was looking up quartering, and I was just reading about quartering because you don't hear court. You don't hear anything about quartering. You don't. You don't hear about referees or people being quartered all that often. So quartering dates back to 13th century England when Henry III and subsequent rulers used it against men convicted of high treason. Uh, Convicts would be dragged to the gallows and hanged until they were almost but not quite dead. Then they were disemboweled while still alive and their entrails would be burnt before their eyes. They didn't fuck around back then. It was all about teaching everybody else a lesson. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I mean, can you get anything more horrifying than that? Talk about oh, a deterrent. Yeah. Have, you heard, have you heard about all of the uh, – every aspect of execution or torture in, in those you know, 1300s to 1500s? Uh, yeah. I mean, the break, mm. breaking at the wheel and uh, you know the crucifixions and the burning at the stake, everything. The Putting fun- you on the, the pineapple. Come on. <laughs> or what do they call <laughs> the, the, the pineapple. The Iron Maiden. The Iron um, Maiden. It's finally. just like whatever you could think up. Oh, yeah. We'll do that. As long as it's really painful and very gory, and then yeah. people are cheering because you know there's an audience. Yeah, um, I mean that was the, it was the only thing everybody had come out for. So it's fin- not like they had TV. Finally, the prisoners beheaded and dismembered, and his remains were displayed as, displayed as a warning to all those who conspire against the crown. Um, the punishment never made it over to the thirteen colonies, though, in the states, and there are very few records of people being hanged, drawn, and quartered in America. Hanged, yes. But Obviously. not drawn and quartered, though. Not like the drawn three of them. Uh, once the British were expelled from the colonies, hanging, drawing, and quartering went away as a punishment, likely because it was considered barbaric, inhumane, and also really messy. <laughs> the dragging thing made a little bit of a resurgence recently, though, right? Or like uh, there are a couple instances of, of gay people being uh, gay bash and then dragged. There was a, there's a black trucks. guy in Jasper, Texas. Remember he was dragged? Who, wasn't there a white kid who was dragged around behind a Dodge truck and then tied to a fence? What was that kid's name? Matthew Shepard, yeah. Matthew Shepard. Yeah, there was, there, that, that was in recent so, years. So, you know, people remember how to do this stuff. 
Well, I don't think they're drawing and quartering as much, but it, it, it cracks me up. they are. I, I love how the English, like <laughs> the English now is like, oh, the Americans are so violent. Yeah, who has a history of violence? Well, you got to judge people by the times that they're in. Yeah, I guess that's true. Anyway. Because <laughs> we have a history. I mean, come on. Trail of Tears. Do we really want to start comparing? <laughs> Wounded knee. <laughs> Fucking slavery. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. There's a blank. Glass house, bro. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What do you have for the second story? Whoa, Nelly. This one's from Michigan. Michigan? And I, uh... Fuck, I thought I knew the town that it was from. Is it Kalamazoo? No, actually, you know what? I know the story. Muskegon. Muskegon. That's on the west side, right? West side? Near Kalamazoo. I don't really know. Yeah. I don't know, is it? (laughs) I forgot. All those fucking towns in Michigan that I'll never go to again. They all kind of run together. Uh, It's kind of a common story, I guess. You know, a woman... It's not right, but it's the detail, right? When we have video, which is why I'm telling you. You know who medical. sent this one in is uh, Ken Ken Johnson. Ken Johnson. Yeah, he sent right. it uh, sent the via he he sent it twice to the hotmail address and put it posted it to Facebook. I think Ken might be from the Midwest. Maybe that's why he this resonated with him. But anyways, this girl Julia Murfield Murfeld, who's 21 years old. She's not. I think she's from Jersey. She's not from Michigan, but she's lived in Michigan for a while. She got married to a guy who was. Uh, 27 year old 27 years old a little bit older dude not too bad though uh (laughs) she decided that she didn't wasn't happy in the relationship i guess that that's her story that's that's uh that's that's rather typical though very young that's her story she wasn't happy in the relationship i think she's a money grubbing bitch (laughs) a money grubbing murdering bitch and i think the relationship was fine she just likes that money the skrilla as they say yeah, but I mean, do you, do you have any details about the husband or any further detailed information about their relationship? Not really. <laughs> Maybe he's abusive. Maybe he's an alcoholic. Well, no, because... Or a pedophile. Fucking Julia, she's, I don't know where she works, probably in some office, you know. What, is there a new term for like between blue collar and white collar? Where it's like you're not a lawyer, you're not, a, you're not an architect. I think it's gray not, collar. Gray collar. She gray probably collar. has a sort of a gray collar job where it's sort of in between. You know, she works in an office, but it's not like she's a knowledge worker. She sort of is a grunt worker for office paralegal, maybe, or admin. Yeah, but she's that... from Muskegon. I, I, I bet you she works at like a Copy Mart or Best Buy. There you go. Maybe a bank. Right, retail. That's retail, another, yeah. She probably works at the Fashion Bug Plus. Sector of work. Well, I don't I think she... There's a Mexican guy that works with her <laughs> for whatever that's worth, right? I don't think there's a Mexican guy who works at Fashion Bug. Okay, all right. So one day she goes up to the Mexican guy, uh, Ramos, Carlos Ramos, is her coworker, and she's sort of joking around like, hey, man, like, yeah, you could kill my husband, right? <laughs> and he's like, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, my wife gives me problems too, right? Uh, he originally thought she was joking around and hoped the topic would never come up again. First of all, because it's like, why are you coming to me? Because I'm the Mexican guy here? Fuck off. Yeah, I was about to say, like, uh, was it, was it, what, 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 she doesn't work with any black guys? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 
He hoped the topic would never come up again. But when she continued to talk about the plan in more detail, Ramos went uh, to the police, you know, behind, you know, on the sly. And they set up a sting. Now she's now she's fucked. Yeah, no, now she's definitely fucked. I mean, what does she think's going to happen? She goes up to a random coworker and was like, hey, you know what? I kind of want my husband to be killed. Can you help me out with that? Well, she picked the wrong coworker because if you pick the right one, he's like, okay. Who, who in their right mind is going to do that? A murderer. Yeah, but was this guy an ex-con or something? I don't know. It doesn't. What? Just because he's Mexican, you said. That? No, I'm just saying. If he, if if she worked with a couple ex-convicts, then I'd be yeah. like, okay, maybe this guy might know so. somebody. I don't think Julie is that bright. Yeah, I don't think she doesn't seem like a very bright person. Yeah, I mean, it would Not be smart to go up to the guy one. who was, you know convicted of manslaughter when it probably really was murder and he did 10 years and then he got out because it was only manslaughter but it really was murder and he's like yeah i murder people i don't care but she just went up to the guy who was brown yeah racial (laughs) profiling but now she's fucked right because now ramos goes to the cops behind her back and now the cops are like well we could go down there and say hey julia this guy said you're trying to you know, uh, murder your husband, come down to the station and we're going to, you know, charge you with, uh, you know, solicitation to murder. But they don't do that. (laughs) They get a a detective to pretend that he's a hitman and contact her. And the guy says, the guy tells Julia, hey, uh, you know, your coworker, Carlos Ramos, said you're trying to uh, get your husband bumped off. And that's the kind of shit I do. And so she meets him in a car twice. I, I love when cops do this. Like, uh, go twenty-one awesome. Jump Street. Yeah, it's great. Like, would you if you know? Not that I'd ever be a cop, but if I ever was, I would love to do something like this. I think every cop aspires to the detective rank. So yeah, you know, that's you, when you get. That's when you get to do the cool things, and you don't have to like. All right, draw an outline around that body. God damn it! You don't have to job. like pull somebody over and give them a speeding ticket. Yeah, your quota, uh, Mr. Simon <laughs> or <laughs> Officer Simon. <laughs> you're short five tickets this month. Now get on the ball. Sorry. <laughs> I'll go sit by the Meyer Thrifty Acre. Goddamn Chiefs breathing down my neck. <laughs> I hate this job. It's all fucking hot. You're like in the sun and you're full black lungs. Well, for you, that'd be fine, right? Yeah, I'd be used to that. I'd be in hell. I'd want to be the cop on the bicycle who could wear shorts. <laughs> I'd want to be one of those San Diego bring, bring. cops on a Segway. I'm pulling you over. Oh, the Segway cop. <laughs> Segway <laughs> cop. <laughs> It'd be cool to be the cop with a dog. Yeah, actually, that'd be pretty rad. You had the German Shepherd growing up, right? You could ride around with your German Shepherd. Do you see? Uh, was it? Um, was it recently? Like a German Shepherd was like one of the pallbearers that is like his his partner was shot down, but the dog dog was also shot, but the dog lived, and the dog was like one of the pallbearers at the funeral. I didn't see that one, but I saw a German Shepherd cop dog who was really old and was having to be euthanized so they actually gave the cop dog uh the 21 gun salute outside of the vet vet that is pretty cool tear in my eye at work yeah not really <laughs> i don't really have any emotions <laughs> speaking of but now julie is fucked. no emotions yeah, <laughs> what happened of, with this no woman? emotions so now julie's fucked and now she's meeting with a guy who she thinks is a hitman who's just fucking feeding her questions and getting her to like now say all this stuff by the way on camera because he's got a camera in the car it's it's a great video and so we we have a little clip it's about of 10 it. minutes long and yeah we can't do everything but like can you play one of the key parts that i sent you yeah you sent me you sent me this uh this little clip here so this is great this is uh so this is her name's jessica right 
Julia. Julia. Unless I got it wrong. Yeah, Julia. Julia. So this is Julia in the car negotiating with the, the comp who's posing as a hitman. And she looks so – like she just looks like such a – just kind of an over chubby Michigan girl. It's kind She's of uh, dim. For Michigan, maybe not for her age, but if she was a little bit older, you'd be like, yeah, that's an attractive woman in, in, by Michigan standards. By Michigan standards, yeah. And I think that's probably what it is. She's just sick of being married. She wants to go. She's only 21. I just started drinking. She wants to go to the bar and just like hook up with, you know, blue collar worker guys. Drink I have some, my own theories. That knock I'll back some Bud Light. All right. Well, let me play yeah. the clip. Well, on the 25th. So Thursdays. Yeah, Thursdays. Well, not this Thursday, but the following Thursday, the 18th. Yeah. Scheduling. Yeah, I mean, I can. It'd be better if you me. Either the 18th or the 25th. Okay, I won't tell you what it's going to be, but, you know, and, uh, and I won't tell you, uh, you know, I mean, the less you know, the better, too. That's why I said surprise me with how you do it. Okay. Surprise! <laughs> I, love, I love that. What, like, jump out in a clown suit? Well, it's so, this is fucked for many reasons. The reason she wants to be surprised is so she can display the appropriate reaction. Yeah. Because if she knows her husband's going to be killed on a Thursday, the cops are going to come to her work and be like, oh, ma'am, could you come out? We have something to tell you. Like, your husband's just been murdered. And she's going to be like, oh, really? Wow. Oh, my God. (laughs) That sucks. But if she doesn't know at the exact date, or at least this is her theory, if it could be like one of three days, then she'll be able to exhibit actual surprise. Yeah. Which is fucking psychotic. That's the thing. She sounds like a psychopath because she's completely devoid of emotion. Here, let me play a little more. Okay. I mean, the more shocked I am when it happens, okay, better. You don't want him to suffer, so I'll make don't, it quick and not. clean. Perfect. Okay. I'll make it quick and clean. At least clean. she doesn't want him to suffer. Yeah, no, I'll just take those things you put on the list. And you know I'm going to murder him, right? I'll back to you later. I just want to make it as, as non-suspicious as possible. Anticipate yeah, yeah, okay. Okay, wait. Stop, 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 stop. Now she's at cross purposes, right? I don't want him to suffer... What she really wants to do is make it, make it as non-suspicious as possible, which who can blame her, but that, this is her real concern. She's well, lying to the guy, even though she doesn't know he's a cop. She's lying to him. She's lying to herself. Well, I think she probably doesn't want him. I mean, she doesn't want him brutally murdered. Like, she does not give a fuck. I'm sure. If it I'm came sure. Down to, we, can, we can murder him cleanly, but there's a 5% chance that the, the suspicion will be landing on you. Or we can brutally draw and quarter him, and there's no chance that anybody will ever point the finger at you. She's going to choose, choose the brutal path. Listen you, to her voice. You know, a little later in this, uh, in this interview that she has, because it's like 10 minutes long, she's talking about how she, her main concern is that she has a roommate moving in. And her roommate, after, after the, the uh, pending murder of her husband. So she's asking him, it, you know, it'd be so much easier for me if you could just do it outside because I don't want to, you know, the mess getting in the house and then the roommate's going to be concerned. She's like, oh, someone was murdered here. I don't want to live, live here. here anymore. <laughs> yeah. So th- I mean, obviously, I don't think her primary concern here is her husband's welfare. I don't think she's looking out for her husband or uh, she how is he- having him murdered. Yeah. Um, here, I don't know. From one of my one of my buddies told me that um, his guy friend, his girlfriend, was his insurance beneficiary, and the guy was murdered, and she got it relatively quickly. He didn't give me a time frame, but she got it quickly so, because I mean, she was implicated. Right? No, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't be longer than that. Okay. All right. All right so you know what you're gonna bring tomorrow? Yes. This I is my favorite part of this call. I'm going to bring. I'm not to get up to the room where he's going to hang out a picture of him, a list of the things you want taken, and a document. 
Look at this. She knows it. She knows it right, right, right off by she, – she, she memorized this list. She didn't write it down. She's like, okay, picture of him, map of the house. She's right. planned this. This is completely premeditated. This woman – I mean, she's only 21. Well, this, the hitman told her to bring all those things. You understand that, right? Well, he told her, but I mean, they've, they've been talking for a few minutes, you know? And then, exactly. But she didn't write it down. She remembered. She remembered. It's the it, most important thing to her right now. Yes. Yeah, I mean, this, but this is like a completely premeditated murder. I mean, she is, I mean, it, it's, it indicates psychopathy, psychopathy to me. I mean, if you think about it. Psychopath. No, I can't fucking say. <laughs> is it psych- psycho? Psycho. Yeah, you're right. Well, yeah, she's a psychopath. Weird. I mean, she yeah. obviously is comp- – she's able to look at this passively, devoid of emotion, no empathy. She, she has no feelings for her husband. So she's able to diso- dissociate the feelings she has for someone who she supposedly loved and, and discuss their murder in such a matter-of-fact way. The lessons to guys that are getting married out there is don't get an insurance policy. You know, this is why women scare the shit out of me. <laughs> No, seriously. So you know they can they can deal like they can carry a child inside of them for nine months and then go through excruciating pain to expel it out of them, and then just like go on living their life. You know, and and it's just it makes me think like. But she doesn't. She doesn't seem to understand. I mean, she has a failure of imagination too because she thinks that her life is just going to be sort of the same after this happens, except her husband will be gone and she'll have four hundred thousand dollars of insurance money. She has to give fifty thousand to this hitman, but she doesn't think like. Do you think that maybe your parents and this guy's parents are uh, going to be aggrieved and like need therapy and all? You know, very your life is going to be very different. Like you're going to have to be dealing with them on a day to day basis. She just thinks it's going to be like I'll just be watching Oprah the next day with lots of money. She also has no forethought when it comes to like what about the funeral, the funeral arrangements? Yeah. What about dealing with the bereaved? What about having people over to your? I mean, it says she's a mother in the article. What about her daughter? Her <laughs> what about the child? You know, and, and so now what happens? Like, so now obviously they're going to get divorced. You know, sometimes the husbands don't even divorce them. No, 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 no. Don't jump ahead because you're, you're getting out ahead of yourself. I want to say one more thing and then I'll finish the article. This is a, another place where detectives often do these uh, stings or whatever is when they, they're soliciting whores. Because <laughs> the best thing to do for crime prevention is to get lock up a bunch of dumb young whores and put them in jail, right? Yeah, that's always a good idea. Like, you really should be locking up the Johns. But anyways, that's another issue. But, you know, the the detective goes out, pretends he's a John, and he'll, like, get these girls to come over. And I don't know if you ever noticed this, but they'll be like, um, you know, uh, you know, $300 for a blowjob or whatever, or sex. And then, the, but they'll, like, they'll get down to, like, actually, I've got this completely wrong. Sometimes a female detective will pose as a whore. And, and the guys will come up. I, I should have told this right to begin with. The impact would have been better. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, and, so the guys come up and, and she'll be like, well, yeah, it's $300 for sex. And the guy will be like, I don't have that. And then because she's a detective and not really a whore, she'll go way down to like five bucks just to get them to commit to the deal. And then they can put them in jail. So my comparison here is this chick is fucking stupid because if you listen to the call, the guy is telling her if she bring, he's supposed to get $50,000 for killing her husband. 
And he's saying if you bring a hundred dollars, oh, that's that, what he says with down payment. Yeah, as the down payment, then I'll be cool and I'll go murder your husband. If you bring me a hundred bucks and I'll murder your husband and believe that you're going to pay me fifty thousand dollars later, which any sane person would be like, really? You you're only do need a hundred dollars. Yeah, right. <laughs> like totally flake. But she's just she's got a big blind spot because she just wants this to happen. So bad. she's she's dim. You could just tell. Here's the interesting part, which I was cutting you off about. The judge, so now she's in court. There's camera, you know, she's, there's video of her trying to make this happen. She's not getting off, right? The judge has imposed a minimum six-year sentence. Her six husband years. and intended victim, obviously, has actually asked the judge that there be no jail time at what, all. What is wrong with this guy? How could he sleep next to this woman? <laughs> He's in. He's also dim. Is the short answer, right? But you know, he's in love like, with her. He just thinks she's misguided. This is. He's got. I don't know. He puts that pussy on a pedestal for some. I reason. swear to God, dude, Muskegon, Michigan, is the shallow end of the gene pool. Like it really people are, is. People are people are simple, which maybe isn't a put down. Why are these people breeding? Like, what else are they gonna do? I, 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 well, I mean, it's just like, like poetry. <laughs> And then, and then to, you know, fantasize about murdering each other? I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, could you imagine? Like, would you be able to – let's say, okay, she did go to jail for a period of time. Obviously, you get divorced. Would you still be able to talk to her when you drop your kid off for visitation years later? I'd be getting some, I'd be getting some sophisticated sexual favors. <laughs> No, I'd be like, put her away forever, and I'm suing your family in civil court for mental, you know, whatever they call it, stress. Yeah, and I'm going to get some money out of this bitch. I, I highly doubt there's any money there. And I'm not bringing the kid to visit you in prison either. Yeah, like, I'd I be like, you've lost do. all visitation rights, and I'd be like, you know what, you're, hey, hey, Billy, your mom's a murderess, all right? Yeah. You know what that means? She Remember wanted to murder me. to love her? Well, she tried to, you love me too? Well, she tried to murder me. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, people, I encourage you to go check out the video because you, it's 10 it's, minutes long. It's 10 minutes long, but you get to see, I think there's like multiple interactions, multiple meetings with this cop and her outfits are great. Her facial expressions are great. Um, her her facial expre- it's just her facial expression is just the same all the time. It's just sort of like, like you said, she's like, it's like she's ordering paper clips or at her planning job. like her, you know. Uh, tournaments for a bowling tournament or something. Right. It's like, she's so matter of fact about this and she's talking about a death. That's what makes me think she's just uneducated and young and naive. I think she's a psycho. Well, I she, think she doesn't have that part of her brain that connects that like, Oh wait, but this guy that I supposedly am in love with is actually going to be dead. And, get murdered. and that's the thing. And she, she goes on to say like divorce is just too difficult and complicated. It's so much easier just to have him knocked off. She really just wants the money. She, yeah, she just wants the money. They divorce, all want the money. In this, divorce in this day and age isn't that complicated, right? Oh, no. God. I mean, you, I think it's easier to get a divorce than it is to get married. It's easier to get a divorce than it is to have a kid. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, people, send your stories to Stick Around Podcast at Hotmail.com. Uh, Wack, we've got a few phone calls here. The Stick Around Hotline, 206-666-3846 is that number. Uh, before we get to our first calls... Um, before we get to our first call, here's a word from our sponsor, audible.com. Audible.com. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment. 
With over 75,000 titles to choose from, Audible has it covered. Get a free audiobook download when you sign up for a free trial. Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. Every night with my star friends, we eat caviar. All right, so we did get a few phone calls here. Um, we got some good ones this week. We have, you know, we've, we have a few good ones just uh, that people have been calling in lately. And, you know, people keep calling us, 206-666-3846. And, uh, yeah, we're, I'm, I'm enjoying the calls. The quality certainly has gone up. Um, listen to this one. This one's, this one's rather sick and wrong. Hi, sick and wrong. This is an EMT from Texas. EMT. wanted to say that I had a disgusting um, thing I wanted to talk about. Uh, we had a patient that we took to the hospital from the house, and he had a uh, ulcer on his foot. Well, they have this thing uh, that they attach to the ulcer. It's like a vacuum that sucks out the pot. Well collects inside the box and the guy started getting a little antsy he grabbed it and tossed it at me and if you ever want to know what sauce tastes like it's pretty damn nasty well keep it sick keep it wrong uh, could you imagine did you get a load of pus right in his mouth yeah, the dude threw like a box of pus like right in his face and he got it in his mouth. Yeah, that's not that's not something I want to experience. I never would have thought pus tasted, you know, like sweet, like custard. You know, I kinda always the assumed food of the gods. <laughs> I always assumed it tasted pretty nasty. So uh, I guess I was dead on with that one. You know, it, it, it kinda goes <laughs> back it kinda goes back to uh remember the the three most disgusting substances known to man that you could get hit with? Remember, we, we, we used to do this yeah. thought experiment back in the day. Compost or diarrhea. Compost or diarrhea. It's like Although if, earwax didn't make it in. Why? I would rather get hit by earwax. And I think the, the, the thought experiment was if there was a crazed psycho running around with balloons either filled with pus, rhea, or cum, um, th- that those were the three sickest substances to get hit with. I would always choose cum. Over pusser, because I would choose blood over all those. I'd definitely choose urine over all those. Blood is what's going to give you a disease, though. Yeah, but uh, God, I, I, for some reason, I think blood would just wash off easier. It wouldn't be. I mean, I'd be disgusted by blood too, but but rhea. Blood was never in there. It was just cum, pus, or diarrhea. Yeah, I think it was cum, pus, rhea. But I think we but we narrowed it down to those would be the most three vile substances. Right, and then there's always the balloon with all three mixed in together. <laughs> A substance that was deemed compasseria. I would just die. <laughs> CPR. <laughs> compasseria. Man, that, that sucks. I think that's something I would... You know, even... So the guy's trying to save this dude's life, and the dude pulls off his gross foot ulcer pus vacuum and throws it in his face. I know. I would pull out the, the, the defibrillators and just put it on his head. Yeah. Be like, whoops, sorry, I slipped. There's a bump in the back of the ambulance. <laughs> How's that feel? I think if you just inject insulin into them, they'll die right away, which is actually something that the uh, woman in the last story suggests to the detective, but he's just like, no, that's dumb. Oh, just give him insulin? Yep. Yeah. Oh, maybe. You know what I would do? I would do something that would induce diarrhea. Like give him like some kind of, I don't know, whatever. Like a See, I knew you, you were, you were a compassionate person. We're talking about murdering him, and you're just like, I just <clears> give him <throat> the trots. 
Well, no, I'm just saying with this guy, okay, he threw pus in my face. It's disgusting. It's not, it's not an action worthy of me drawing and quartering him. What I would do you're is like, just like... Welcome to Diarrhea Town, Yo, it, You're going to be in Brown Town, buddy. Have fun. <laughs> How do you like it now? Yeah. Um, here's a guy weighing in on uh, Asian drivers. <laughs> hey, D, Lance. I just wanted to call. I was listening to your episode about 387 about the Asian drivers and work in a fucking sweatshop. Asians are absolutely horrible fucking drivers. And I work with lots of them and they are not good at driving. They also squat on the toilet and miss when they are taking their shits. And makes all the restrooms really gross. But that is all I have to say. Cool. Why does he work in a sweatshop? I don't, does he own the sweatshop? <laughs> I don't think so. You know what? I, if he owned the sweatshop, you'd have your own bathroom in your office. You know what? I don't At least get that's it. what I would do. So the guy, I mean, he sounds American. So is the sweatshop here? He could work. I mean, a lot of Americans own sweatshop or, you know, I don't know, how, run sweatshops in China. Maybe that's it. Or maybe he works. I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, I mean, I don't really... Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but you know what's weird about it? So even if he did... Let's say he owned a sweatshop here. Do Asian people, when they go to the toilet here, stand on the toilet and squat on it? <sighs> well, yeah, I think that's what he's saying. Because if it was an actual squat toilet, then you wouldn't, you wouldn't make have, an issue of it. Yeah, then it would... I mean, that's what you'd have to do, is you'd have to squat, because you're shitting in a hole in the ground. I think he's saying they pull their pants all the way down, or off, I guess, and then they put their feet on the seat, and they squat over, and they sort of just spray it all over the place. That's ridiculous. Why would they do... I mean, it, it seems like it's so much more work than just putting down, a, you know, toilet paper, a nest. But if you've never... It's not... No, okay. It's not sanitary. It's because they've lived their whole lives squatting over toilets. And then if somebody tells you you should sit on the toilet and shit, you're probably like, no, that's weird. I'm going to squat on it because that's what I've always done. It's supposed <laughs> to be more ergonomic and healthy, by the way. What, to squat when you're taking a shit? To squat, yeah. Uh, you know, I would be very upset like if I was dating an Asian girl and she was squatting on my toilet. What about over your face? I wouldn't be as upset about that. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, dude, why do you own a sweatshop? It's just weird. What do you um, make? And can you send us one? <laughs> yeah. Actually, you know, I, I want to get I some... trinket. I want to get some t-shirts printed. Uh, why don't you give me a quote? <laughs> All right, here's the last <laughs> call. Second wrong tees made with the finest of sweatshop labor. <laughs> here's the last call. Good evening, gentlemen. I was just listening to the podcast finally. That sounds week, creepy. And I heard the couch story. I just wanted to let you know about the ripe age of me being 13. I lost my virginity to a teddy bear that I poked a hole into. So, I don't know, give or take, I don't know which one's worse. But in Yours is fairness, worse. It was a decent-sized teddy bear. Had some chubbiness to it. Had a little bit of boobs. So, yeah, that's how I lost my virginity. <laughs> You had a teddy bear with boobs? <laughs> I like how this guy raped Teddy Ruxpin. He's claiming that he had boobs. You could get a shock doing that. I'm assuming it's a non-electronic teddy bear. But how do you... I mean, it's just cotton inside there. Is there even any friction? You think he built like a, he built like a Fifi? Like put in some Vaseline and like a, well, a sandwich no, bag? No, because he's talking about being young. That's something an adult would do. You know what's... You know, okay, so do you think if this guy had access to internet porn... He would have uh, even gone to the fucking the teddy bear length. That's a good question. 
Because are you fucking the teddy bear because you haven't figured out the hand technique or because I just don't know. I don't even want to think about it. Do you see that uh, that Seth MacFarlane movie, Ted? Yes. Didn't, didn't Mark Wahlberg rape Ted like four or five times? I don't remember that part, but perhaps. No, it was in a deleted scene. I've heard that uh, he just. Oh, you have the you have the DVD. No, I was reading about the it. Blu-ray. He, like, he raped the shit out of that bear. Like, yeah, it kind I mean, of would change the story if that was were true. Yeah, but do you would you doubt that? I mean, the kid, you know, I bet you that this guy. I would have rather seen this guy in Ted than Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I don't know what this guy looks like. <laughs> the funniest thing about that Ted movie is that, uh, and I guess all movies are like this, but that Mark Wahlberg is supposed to be this like loser schlub with no direction in life, yet he's he's like ripped. Oh yeah, and he, I know he's like. <laughs> I'm this just a loser with a dead end job, and I don't care about anything except my teddy bear friend. And I spend 18 hours a day in the gym. And he smokes weed, but yet he's got this complete athletic physique. Yeah, you're like, yeah, okay. Yep. I don't know. Unbelievable. Didn't I couldn't didn't... suspend my disbelief at the Talking Bear movie. It's fucking <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's guns were too big. You're like, those pecs are just too defined. It's Let's ruining the, the movie talking for bear. me. I wish it was a fat guy who was friends with the Talking Magic Bear. <laughs> generally, though, I do that. Generally, that is my opinion. In any movie, it would be better if there was a fat guy playing. If it was just a fat guy. So, what do you like? All the Seth Rogen movies. I like all the Seth Rogen movies. I like all the Philip Seymour Hoffman movies. I'm pissed because Chris Pratt just got ripped for some movie I saw on Gawker. Like, what the fuck, Chris Pratt? You're an asshole now. Which guy? Oh, yeah, I saw that. He's like, you know, he's Andy from Parks and Rec. And now he's like all buff. I don't know how he's going to go back and be on Parks and Rec with like it's way easier abs to and packs and shit. Saying, yeah, you're right. He'll just get fat back up. Then, then, yeah. I'll, then I'll like him again if he gets fat again. People call the Sigurong Hotline, 206-666-3846. Uh, we did get some emails, but we're running out of time here. we got to get out of here. Um, people, subscribe to the show on iTunes. Listen to Sick and Wrong on iTunes. Proselytize about subscribing to the show on iTunes. Like when you go out to eat with your girlfriend or your girlfriend's family, especially your girlfriend's family, like her parents, tell them that you really like this podcast called Sick and Wrong and that the best way to listen to it is on iTunes. Helps us out. We appreciate it. Tell them to leave a comment. <laughs> it's a good thing to do. Um, yeah, as I said before, we are printing Sick and Wrong Tees, not at an Asian sweatshop. Well, maybe. Probably. <laughs> yeah, actually, probably, actually. Look into it very hard. But uh, I do have some. I got the sample printed this week. It's going to arrive um, in a few days. I'll check it out. Then I'm going to order the, uh, the new shirts. In the meantime, we also had a fan named Isaac who is sending us some new designs that I'm going to put on the Cafe Press store. So there's going to be a lot of sick and wrong apparel available in the near future. Um, so, yeah, definitely check back at the sick and wrong store, sickandwrongpodcast.com slash store. Uh, finally here, the sick and wrong song of the week um, was sent in by uh, a listener named Jonesy. So I love this guy's voice. He's got the best English accent. This is my favorite regional accent of uh, Lime. There's a lot of good ones, but this one rose to the top. This is my favorite. He sounds like the Hitcher. Hello, dear Lance. I heard you chatting about what's his name? Uh, Brown Eyed Girl. What's his name? Ben Morrison. (laughs) What's his name? What's his name, mate? In a circle. Push it some more. Put, I'm gonna put it in your big brown eye, and na 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 na, and if you cry out, I'm gonna push it some more. 
Mate, you sweat and whatnot. That is fucking anal sex right there. I'm going to push it in your big brown eye, and if you cry out, I'm going to push it some more. That is what I'm talking about. This guy's great. He likes the song, and he likes the anal sex. So if if you're getting anal raped by this guy, by the hitcher here, is he's going to push it until you start crying. Wait a minute, I'm going to anally rape people. Wait a minute, mate. Let me pull this song in. I, I can see this dude just like completely buggering his girlfriend while listening to this song. You, you know the song he's talking about? It's that inner circle they did, uh, the bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? But that's not the song he's talking about. He's yeah, talking this, about the na 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 boom boom ba dun 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 Yeah, this song. can't say I've ever listened to the words. That oh, it's terrible. It's, but you know, I never listened to it either. It's called Sweat is the name of the song. And here, here's the lyric he was singing, even though he's going to do it much better than me. Looking in your big brown eyes, ooh yeah, and I've got this to say to you. Hey girl, I'm going to make you sweat. Sweat till you can't sweat no more. And if you cry out, I'm going to push it some more. Girl, I want you to sweat. Sweat till you can't sweat no more. And if you cry out, I'm going to push it and push it and push it some more. Okay, let's just play this song. I think the guy <laughs> is definitely talking about listeners. anal sex. <laughs> disturbing. But this listeners. song is disturbing, but yet they play it at like, uh, you know, like on Carnival cruise ships. <laughs> where I'm sure a lot of I'll this type of... i word for it. Well, I'm sure a lot of this stool pushing happens on those ships. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, people, we'll be, we're going to end the show here. Thank you, Jonesy, for saying that in with Inner Circle Sweat. We're going to be back next week with uh, episode 390, just two episodes away from 392. Three episodes away from 392. What's going to happen, Wackerly? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. We'll be back next week. Till then, take a sleazy. I've been watching you a la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 come on. A la 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 long, a la 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 long, 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 baby. Standing across the room, I saw you smile. I said I wanna talk to you for a little while, but before I make my move, my emotion starts running wild.
people don't listen to this podcast because if they did, maybe they'd be a little smarter. But people are dummies and it's a dummy world we live in and dummies we have to deal with. Dummy, dummy, dummy. So, Lance and Dee, I hope many good things come to you and good night. 